Welcome to another episode of Go Girl because women are powerful. We are on episode number 42. Wow. Man, I hope you've been taking something away from each episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, and AshleyCaprice.com. All the episodes are there. This is a podcast where we focus on affirmations, motivation, girl power, and girl talk. Today, we are talking to an entrepreneur who sells self-pride and self-confidence through her vegan makeup line. We'll get into it after this. I am are two of the most powerful words and what you say after shapes your reality. So it's good to think positive things about yourself. So today's I am affirmation is I am beautiful. Repeat that to yourself. I am beautiful. Now I'm surprised I have not used that affirmation. I guess sometimes I'm trying to think you know, deeper, something internal and whatnot. But um, I know from my insecurities episode, I've talked about being beautiful and flawless, but didn't just never did the affirmation. I am beautiful. Come on now, girl, you are fly and you look good. You look good, girl. Smile at yourself in the mirror today. You know, you're popping. Your nails might be done. They might not be done. Mine aren't done right now, but I'm still beautiful. Your hair might look good. And it might not look good, but you still look good, girl. You still look good. You are beautiful. I am beautiful. You should say that to yourself. Look at yourself in the mirror and say that. We wait for someone else to compliment our looks, right? You get all dressed up. You go out and you want your friends, your family, your partner, whoever, someone at work to say, girl, you look good. You know, you you got your fly outfit on, your shoes, your makeup, your hair done, nails done. You want people to say that about you. Or you'll ask people, how do I look? Like you're fishing for that compliment, huh? Okay, I mean, I'm guilty too. Like, yes, I know I look good, but say it to me. Give me those compliments, right? But you have to be willing to say that to yourself. I look good. I am beautiful. And beauty is an amazing thing on the outside, but of course it is also important on the inside because you could look good and beautiful. Okay, there are a lot of Instagram models that are popping, no shade, but on the inside, who are you? Who are you? How is your spirit? How is your health on the inside? You can look healthy on the outside. You're going to the gym. How is your mental health? What are you telling yourself? If you don't hear I'm beautiful from someone or you you don't think it about yourself, why is that? I am beautiful, right? How is your heart? Are you loving? Are you kind? Are you giving? Or are you always mean and defensive and on edge? Who are you behind the beauty? Because you look good, girl. You have beautiful eyes. You have a beautiful smile, a great nose. Beautiful skin complexion, amazing hair, awesome body, right? You look good and we can always look better. We're always working on ourselves. We're striving to get higher. We're striving to get promoted. We're striving to uh, 
getting those better relationships, right? We're always working on ourselves. And sometimes you just got to say, I'm beautiful. I am beautiful. But I do know sometimes we can have our off day. Like, oh, I'm not feeling my best today. But no matter what, just know and say to yourself, I am beautiful anyway, okay? And I wanted to bring up that affirmation because I'm going to talk to an, an, an entrepreneur, created her own vegan makeup brand and it's not all about makeup. It's not all about what you see on the outside and having your fly popping lipstick on and your, your beautiful eyebrows done and lashes looking great. She's also going to talk about how she sells self-pride and self-confidence in her beauty line. So we'll get into it next. I am so excited right now. I have Trinice Hicks on the line. She is the owner of Touche Cosmetics. She's been featured on Sister Circle TV and Hello Beautiful and many more magazines. She's it's a vegan makeup brand created to empower women to embrace their own unique beauty. Welcome to the show, Trinice. Hey, hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is the highlight of my day. Thank you. Oh, awesome. I love to hear that. Thank you. So this is definitely important because women, we do it all and we mm-hmm. also want to look good while we're doing it all. But I read some of your story and you said that you heard some comments from women in Hollywood and Uh they are, they were trying to reach like a certain level of beauty, Uh standard of Uh beauty. And it, it, because it's hard out here, people, especially with Instagram now. It is. I think social media has added um, another layer of complexity because I think the comparison trap that Mm -hmm. women fall in specifically, it's just exponentially worse with um, seeing people like Nicki Minaj, J-Lo, Beyonce, and all these perceived um, perfect bodies. And then we look in the mirror, right? And it's like, I don't really look like that, right? Right. So it it creates insecurity amongst women. A lot of insecurity. And it's not just Instagram. It's the the images in the magazines and television. And, you know, just sometimes the girl across the street from you, you know, and it's hard sometimes to uh, not compare yourself to another another woman. Yeah. It's very, very hard. And I think social media, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we just have become a microwave society where Mm -hmm. we want everything right here, right now, right in our faces. And we begin to um, subconsciously compare ourselves to people. And it is a trap. (laughs) It's a huge trap. Because, you know, you you, you start to aspire to such unrealistic um, things. ways of looking and acting and not everybody's a size two. Not everybody wants to be a size two. So it it really changes the landscape of how we think about ourselves. Right. And it's just so many injections these days as well, you know, Mm -hmm. with the body parts. So it's a lot, but I mean, it's nothing that some Spanx can't do or, (laughs) you know, a little makeup and get your hair done. You, you be good. (laughs) What are some of the, some of the comments that you heard women say, uh, in your past, you know, my story started in uh, human resources for me. So I've been in corporate America, and I still have a day job while running my business. But I've been in HR for maybe about twenty years, not to really date myself. And one of the things that I will constantly hear from my leaders and from coworkers when I worked in the actual brick and mortar office, 
you know, Monday morning, they were always starting a new diet, you know, mm-hmm. and it was the big thing, you know, bring your sneakers. We're going to walk around the building at lunchtime. And then, you know, as the year progressed, we're going into the cooler months and then the holidays. And then they started dieting, you know, all over again. And the first of the year, it's all the resolutions that right. break before, I don't know, Valentine's Day. And what I was hearing consistently was people just were not happy with their physical appearance. So, you know, as a personal trainer back then and as a competitor, and I started to ask, well, what don't you like? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because everybody has something, right, that they would want to change about themselves. And, you know, I'd hear various things from my hips, my thighs, my this, my that. But these women were so successful in business. Mm -hmm. They were mentors of mine and people that I looked up to and I had no idea that they suffered from some of the, you know, the same mental and social ills that I suffered from. Right. And it changes the way you look at other women and yourself. We all have our insecurities. So because of that, it made you create your own brand. Tell me about your brand. It, you know, it did. One of the things that I'm selling is not just cosmetics. I'm a beauty brand owner, but I'm selling self-pride and confidence. And those are things you can't buy. Those are things you can't sell. You either are working towards um, loving yourself more or you are scrolling Instagram and, you know, you're feeding, you're mad and you're upset because you don't hold up to that physical ideal. So touche, the name comes from the merge of my two loves, which is beauty and fitness. Rarely do you put the two together. So hence the name touche. And we are a vegan cruelty-free makeup brand. We have five lines of products, lipsticks, lashes, lip glosses, um, brow gels, and now we're moving into the microblade brow pins. And it's all about convenience, portability, and giving women an opportunity to still look and feel good as they are about their everyday life. You know, I don't have a glam squad like Beyonce. I don't have, um, you know, somebody that's going to come to my house and, you know, beat my face every time I go somewhere. So I wanted to create um, products for everyday women to use and feel confident and beautiful. I like it. And that's important with the being cruelty free and vegan, because uh, we are so concerned. A lot of us are concerned with what we're putting in our bodies. Now we have to be concerned what we're putting on our body, our face, our lotions, everything. It's so different nowadays. So talk about the importance of it being a vegan product. That is absolutely right. So when you think about the carcinogens that are in, you know, just everyday products. Um, I think people are becoming a little more um, more health conscious now. We're reading labels and we're asking the hard questions. I think everybody's been affected by cancer in some form. Um, if it's not a family member or friend, it may be them, you know, that person themselves. So for me, it was very important to create a line of products that A, you're not testing on animals, and B, we're healthy. I think natural beauty is something that every woman and every human being has. My line of products, they're natural, they're organic, and it's to bring out the natural beauty in women every day. But that was very important to me. I've been a health nut um, most of my life. I, you know, I started off in track and field as a child, got into bodybuilding in college and started competing in my late 30s. So what I put on my skin and what I ingest in my body, it tells the story. Because it was important to you, 
is now important for other women around you to, you know, live up to that standard as well. Because like you said, we all have natural beauty. We don't have to look at other people for what we possess in our God made image, you know, our, what we have inside, outside. Let's talk about a little earlier, you mentioned self-love and I know Uh you're all about the importance of positive self-talk. So Uh let's speak on that because I do believe Some people, maybe when they were younger, like I know even myself, I had a whole episode about insecurities, things I heard growing up. Mm -hmm. And when people Mm -hmm. say things about you, negative things about you, as a child, it could get in your head. And until you take time to really heal from that and the importance of, with me, positive affirmations, I do it in the beginning of every episode. I think it's so important because I had to say great things for myself in the mm-hmm. right way. I, I'm mm-hmm. not this, that, and the other. I am, you know, a queen. I am beautiful. Right. And say all of these right. things to myself. And once mm-hmm. I believed it, I don't care what anyone else has to say about me. And plus, <laughs> other people will now respect my beauty and whatnot because they see that I am confident in whatever they would say or think doesn't matter. It rolls mm-hmm. off. So let's talk about yeah. the importance of positive self-talk. So my journey, and it's been a journey, um, I started out as an overweight kid. Um, my mm-hmm. mom introduced me to track and field, and I'm from Louisiana. Now, if you know anything mm-hmm. about Louisiana, um, the whole colorism issue is really, really bad in that area of the country. So I think unknowingly, I um, adopted some stereotypes from being from uh, the Big Easy, specifically New Orleans. And as I continued to grow and evolve and I met people from different backgrounds and ethnicities who embraced who they are, um, it helped me to do the same thing. But, uh, but along the journey, you know, life is all about seasons and phases, right? So I was in a marriage that um, had turned toxic and there was uh, different forms of what I like to call subtle um, verbal abuse. And when it's with someone that you sleep with, somebody that you love and somebody that's supposed to honor and love you, it takes a toll. Yeah. So at the start of uh, the divorce proceedings, I put myself in therapy. I wanted to understand how I got there in that place mentally, because, you know, I could say, well, he didn't do this or he didn't do that, but I'm the common denominator, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to truly take responsibility for my personal decisions and my choices. And once I got into the therapy, it, you know, it became almost this process where I had to really pull back the onions and understand who I was, how I got there, and how to embrace and love myself, regardless to what size I was at, um, regardless to um, some of the things that were going on in my personal life. I had to consistently learn to love who I was. And it is an evolving process. I mean, I have good days. I have bad days. After um, ending therapy, after about a year and a half, I called my therapist at the start of 2020 and she panicked. She's like, what's wrong? I said, I need a tune-up. And she goes, well, what's that? I said, I'm exhausted. I said, I'm running two businesses, um, you know, dealing with rebuilding my life post-divorce. And um, it's some things that I really, really need to work out. And so the evolution to self-love Ashley, it never, ever stops. It's a beautiful journey, though, because once you find out 
about self-love and you start mm-hmm. using those tools and practicing mm-hmm. those tools and affirmations, meditation, journaling, whatever it is you know for what? you. You are so, you are so right. So I started journaling heavily mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just because uh, to be quite frank with you, after I filed a divorce, I couldn't sleep. And, you know, I tell my therapist and I have this conversation with my girlfriends as well. If I can't sleep or if I can't eat, please come check on me because yeah. something's not right. right. So I think I had begun to internalize some of that stuff. And my therapist back then was like, keep a journal and let's talk about your feelings the next time you come in or some of the things that you experience. So in my doing so, we were reading through some of the things that I wrote. Some of the entries were a little self-depreciating where, you know, I was, you know, being hard on myself, you know, I'm at this age, I'm getting back in the game, I'm dating. And that's a whole, um, that's a whole podcast within itself, the whole dating, you know, but you know, it, it became a mission of mine to really understand the importance in the tools that I could use every day to feel whole and to feel better about myself. Journaling, affirmations. Um, I'm really big if I'm doing cardio. I rarely listen to music now. I'm usually listening to Lisa Nichols or um, and or an Oprah Winfrey or someone to really pour into me because yes. you know, there was that mind-body connection while you're working out. And, you know, if you do something long enough, it tends to stick with you. So again, it didn't happen overnight. Like I've been at this consistently since 2017 and I'm finally at the point where I'm okay. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I, Hey, this is the frame, the five, three frame God gave me hundred and something pounds. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I'm, I'm learning to embrace it and to love it. And I want to give that to other women. I think that we're just so hard on ourselves for so many different reasons. And when I talk to women and I find out some of the things that they're dealing with, it's things that they've carried since their childhood that if it ever applied, it no longer applies at that point, but somebody told them something and they decided to believe it. And I find that it's easier for people to believe something that's natural about themselves than to believe something that's true. Lisa, one of her exercises was to stand in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful. And I was like, oh, that's, and I tried to do it the first time and it felt so awkward. Mm-hmm. And then she said, do it every day for 21 days. So after about the 15th day, cause it took, I'm, I'm a hard head. It took me a while. I finally started to notice things, not just physically, but emotionally. Cause I was open now to wanting the, the change and embracing who I was. So it's an evolution. Definitely. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And I'm glad you talked about Lisa Nichols. She's a great yeah. person to listen to and yes. a great speaker, motivational speaker. She's been through her own toxic, mm-hmm. you know, relationship mm-hmm. and she talks about yeah. it. Um, because that can take a toll on you. If who people in your life, like your your friends, family, yep. your partner, if yep. you know, they tear you down, you don't notice it until maybe you separate from that person. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why mm-hmm. am I thinking this way about myself? Yes. And once you do these affirmations and your self-love uh, practices, then it's like, okay, I am not whatever this person said about That's me, right? right? And, and I think the other part, Ashley, is not seeing yourself through the lens of other people's eyes. Like right. if you are a true believer and if you believe in uh, the word or whatever your, um, I do. whatever your source is, if you see yourself in that image, then, you know, if you 
really believe that you were made in that image, it's kind of hard to refute God, right? Yeah, like you're perfect. In his eyes, you are perfect. <laughs> right, right, okay. right, right. But again, you know, we would rather hold ourselves to these unrealistic um, views in pop culture that just mm. are not real. Nobody walks around flawless. I mean, I love Bay. I, right. I, I, like, I am in the Bay of the beehive. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, I don't wake up with red lips right. and I woke up like this. <laughs> right. I, I didn't wake up like this. So right. that um being able to wholly embrace where you are, but also the journey. You mentioned that a second ago. I thank God for my divorce. Like I would not be where I am or would not have a deeper sense of personal self-love and enlightenment unless I'd gone through such a painful, painful um separation and for me, focusing on someone else and trying to make them happy was more important than focusing on who I was and understanding my true discontentment and my true unhappiness. And it had nothing to do with him mm-hmm. at that point. Once the relationship is over again, you know, you have to take personal responsibility for who you are and where you are in your life and stand in your own truth. And Ashley, that's hard. Oh my God, that's hard. Because that means you got to do some work. I, I, you know, I hear Ayala Banzant saying all the time, do the work, do the work, but nobody ever says what the work is, right. right? And the work is different for different people. One of the things that um, I struggled with was forgiveness and not really understanding um, the importance of forgiveness and how to move forward. You know, it's almost like carrying around a bag of bricks and expecting to be light and fly. You just can't do it because there's something weighing you down. And forgiveness was a big, big part of that for me. Forgiveness and self-acceptance. So was it forgiving people in your childhood? Or forgiving, your, 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 your ex-husband? Forgiving, or yourself? All three. I, I, you know, starting with myself, you know, again, taking responsibility, um, for my actions and understanding why, because intuitively and instinctively, you know you're better, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to think that way. And I think we feel bad for not thinking that way. One of the things I learned in therapy, it's okay to admit that you feel the way you feel, mm-hmm. but it's not okay to sit down on yourself and accept that it's true. So part of that was just um, almost changing the way I saw myself and changing the way I saw life. I took the, um, I took the limitations off myself and I took them off God. You know, it's almost like um, when a woman says she wants to lose a few pounds or she wants to get back in shape. They always have a set number or a set dress size. And, mm-hmm. you know, you get to close to that point, then you reach a plateau. It's like, oh my God, I can't lose weight. So you start to settle for just that. Instead of doing the work, Right. Asking the hard questions and really trying to transform. Right. Because doing the work takes work. It's hard. You know, we, we, we see other parts of ourselves that we didn't know, you know, and you have to really battle yourself sometimes, battle your thoughts, battle what you thought you knew, battle like your, (laughs) you know. I had negative self-talk really, (laughs) really bad. And you know, it didn't come from um, the comparison trap of comparing myself to other women and other people. It came from um, 
I, I'm an overachiever, I think. And I mm -hmm. put a lot of unnecessary pressure on myself to be excellent and to be better. And it became unhealthy. Mm -hmm. You know, I give myself permission to have a bad day now. I give myself permission to um, go through the full gamut of whatever my emotions are without judging what those emotions are. I have days where I wake up and I look in the mirror and I, it's like, oh, okay, I need to go get my hair done. I need to do this, you know, but at the end of the day, I still have learned to love me in spite of that. And I think that um, talking to myself kindly, talking to myself the way I would talk to a friend, you know, you know, I took it a step further with Lisa. I didn't just tell myself that I was beautiful. If I walked past the mirror, I winked. You better. <laughs> you know it's, 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 it's just like, why not me? Why right, not? Right. You know, I'm deserving of love. I'm deserving of happiness. And when I finally start to embrace that, it just, it made meeting men easier. It made interacting with women who are far more successful than I easier because I learned that they too have a story. Yes. You know, and, and if you get enough of us in a room together, you find that your story really ain't that bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and not that bad and not that different. Like you're That's not right. alone. Like we're so connected in so That's many right. ways. And if we just That's share right. our story, it's like, oh, we, like you're my sister, right? right. Like, right. like we get it. We know each other. We, I see you because I've been through the same thing, you know? Right. So, and mm -hmm. so it's important to share your story is important mm -hmm. to show how you have overcome what you've been through. And like you're, you're saying with the positive self-talk and yeah. girl, same here. I'll wink in the mirror. I blow kisses to myself and everything. They can't, they can't tell me nothing. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, and, 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 and you're not doing it in a conceited not, way. Right. Not cocky. In a way that, yeah, are you being egotistical? This is just your way of honoring the body that you're blessed to live in. Mm -hmm. Period. And you know, I tell people all the time, transformation starts from the inside and out. I can sell you the most beautiful tube of lipstick, but if you don't wear it confidently and if you don't own it, then it's just a tube of lipstick. Like I'm not mm -hmm. just selling cosmetics. I'm selling a lifestyle to people. And the joy in it comes when I talk to women and they'll say, well, I saw you on Sister Circle or, you know, I saw, you know, one of your go lives and you said this or you said that. That happened to me. And that's when I know that, you know what? It's making sense. People are getting it because it's different for everybody. Yes. Yes. And we, we do have to talk about what you said earlier, even looking at yourself in the mirror. Um, okay. So they could put on that lipstick and they could say what they love about themselves. And mm -hmm. it will be very uncomfortable when you first do it. You might think this is silly, yeah. um, you know, telling myself I love myself, like yeah. what? But if you can tell other, and I wrote this, I, I wrote a book, Go Girl Guidebook, and I wrote this in there. Like if we mm -hmm. can tell other people, I love you, and we want other people to tell mm -hmm. us, I love mm -hmm. you, why mm -hmm. can't we say it to ourselves? Right, why right, Why can't we right. say it to ourselves? Just say it. Look in the mirror, smile at yourself and say, I love you. Like, love right. yourself. And then you will attract everything else. You will, you know, your, your purpose will come. You'll realize you're what you're on, really supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. You're hitting on a huge um, trigger for me. And I was introduced to the law of attraction. Now, I yes. come from a very traditional 
um, religious upbringing. You know, my grandfather, great-grandfather, they were all ministers. My mom was a deaconess in the church. I mean, we were the quintessential family that we stayed in church all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we went back to church that night. And so coming <laughs> into my um, adulthood, I didn't really have um, a true intimate relationship with God. I had what I call form and um, my attempt to be what I thought my family wanted me to be, you know, go to church, you know, you read your Bible, you say your prayers at night, but you don't really have that intimate, intimate relationship with God. And so I was introduced to the law of attraction again in the middle of the divorce. And it, you know, really spoke about manifesting things, believing in things, seeing things in your purview before they actually happen and saying those things speaking those things as though they are. And the word of God speaks very, very clearly about that, but it all goes down to faith, right? Yes. And so um, one of the challenges for me was during that period, I was going through depression and I didn't know it. And what I also didn't know was that a lot of women suffer from depression at different points in their lives and they don't know it either. We tend to take things on the cheek and we just keep it moving until something happens, big or small, and it's like, boom, okay, I'm in trouble. I can't sleep. I can't eat. Or you meet those women, the littlest thing, you know, it sets them off, right? There's something deeper right. behind that. And learning to um, address that, whatever it is, I, I mean, what could be very big and monumental to me, maybe small and insignificant to somebody else, but it does not minimize its impact to me and to my life, right? right. And so understanding um, mental health and that, um, you know, it's okay to get help. I listened to Taraji recently and she talked about her father and just her journey. And I could relate so much because I don't talk about those things. I mean, this is huge for me to get on this platform and share my journey. And when I got into therapy initially, you know, I, you know I'm going through a divorce, but I didn't know I was as depressed as I was, right? right. And those manifestations begin to show themselves in your body. Mm. So when I finally started to get on the road of good mental health. Like you said a second ago, everything else kind of fell in its place. And some of the tools that my therapist and I still use today, you said it, positive affirmations. Um, you know, clearly having a vision of what you want, focusing on it and going after it with reckless abandonment and being able to accept failure. Yes. At that point in my life, I saw myself as a failure. You know, I couldn't keep my marriage together. You know what I'm saying? You know, so, you know, it, it, it took such a toll on me, my psyche, um, and how I saw myself as a woman. I felt like I failed. But what I didn't realize was that was just a season in yes. my life, right? Yes. And that season has come to make me a better person. It certainly made me more relatable, but it's opened me up to who I really am. And it ain't half bad. <laughs> yeah, right? And it opened you up to creating your own brand and yes. platform, you know, yes. because sometimes I feel like we get in in relationships and sometimes mm -hmm. lose a part of ourselves when... Oh, speak on it, girl. No, then it. we lose that relationship. And, and I'm, not, I'm not promoting breaking up so you can find oh, yourself, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> just saying that sometimes after... Uh, a relationship or after some type of transition uh -huh. when you uh -huh. sit with yourself you're like okay what is what is it that I really want what is it that really make me happy and bring me joy and you learn to do more of that 
and then so much more will come. Like you went through your divorce and your transition period and self-healing, and now you are taking your brand and helping other women to continue to feel beautiful on the inside and outside. Like that's remarkable, mm-hmm. you know? It, it, it has been a journey mm-hmm. of growth for myself, but you know, you, you're, you're hitting on so many incredible, incredible topics um, that could again be segments in and of themselves. But one of the things you said a second ago was about sitting with yourself, mm-hmm. um, getting into the dating realm right now. It's different because now I have a stronger sense of who I am, what really makes me happy and what it takes to sustain me. When you're a little younger or when you're less experienced, um, I think that relationships are a distraction in some cases from dealing with your own stuff. Mm-hmm. So you get into <laughs> so you get into a relationship with somebody that's as broken as you are, mm-hmm. as I did at the same time. And two broken people, they can't heal each other, right? right. That, that was not his job, nor was it my job unto him. But sitting with myself and, like you said, asking the hard questions, what's next? What do I really want to do? And then facing the fear, um, going through the mental self-talk of, well, God, starting a brand. There are a million companies out there. They, you know, they're selling lashes and lipsticks and this and that. Right. And one of, my, one of my mentors, she told me, yeah, there's a whole lot of them, but they're not you. Yes. You know, they haven't gone through what you've gone through. And I think that fear a lot of the times keeps women and men, just people in general, locked into bad relationships, mm-hmm. um, locked into jobs that they've clearly outgrown, relationships with girlfriends and people in places that no longer serve their greater good because of fear and because that's what we're used to or that's how we've always done it. And one of the things that you know I really wanted to stress was it's okay to chart your own path. It's okay to ask yourself, why do I want this? And it's okay to change it, complete course correction, you, you know, change your whole trajectory if it no longer serves you or your purpose in life. But again, you know, you got to sit with yourself, you know, you got to have those ugly cry moments. Girl. <laughs> You know, you know, you gotta have those days when you don't want to comb your hair and get out of bed and, you know, you feel like, you know, you know, the whole world is, you know, you got to go through all of that in order to get to this, but people don't want to do it because it's easier to go hang out or to run into the next relationship. I have been um, single uh, since 2017. Now, have I dated? Yeah, I've dated. But, you know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine. I said, God, I cannot remember a time that I wasn't in a relationship with a man trying to be one with the man or just coming out of one. Mm-hmm. Like I've never really had a long stretch of period of time where I was okay with just sitting with myself and not having that love or that affection in my life. And, um, it's an adjustment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a huge adjustment, especially when you're used to having a warm body there and somebody that you can talk to and right, you know, right. just the whole companionship piece. But if it's not healthy, mm-hmm. it's just that. Right. <laughs> you know, it's know, just the body. Mm-hmm. That's right. And if you're not constantly changing and growing, why are we here? Right. You why know? are we here? Why am I with you if yes. we're not helping each other grow or heal or become better yeah. people? We're taking from each other. We're losing ourselves. Like, what are we yeah. doing here? What are and, we doing and, here? And that was part 
of the reason why I wanted to put myself back into therapy going into 2020, I am actively um, getting back into the dating realm. And one of the things that I do not want to do is lose myself right? or, or get myself into an unhealthy um, relationship where that person's needs and wants supersedes mine or oversees just good common sense, if there is even such a word. But, you know, finding that balance, and it's different for different people. I, you know, if you're a single mom, then obviously, you know, your kids come first. If you're a single woman, as I am, with no children, um, silence can get really, really loud, let me mm-hmm. tell you. You know, and, you know, you're forced to, um, like you said a second ago, really ask yourself those hard questions. And so as I'm continuing to build the profile of the type of man that I want as my partner in life, I'm continuing to learn some things about myself. I'm not a morning person by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I married a morning person, you know, mm-hmm. and I slowly became one. And so, you know, the transition almost back to who I am and not compromising that as many women do to be right. with someone um, and having those healthy boundaries. It took me a while to get there. It took me a long, long time to say, hey, you know what, this is a nice guy. We have a lot of fun together, but he's not the right guy for me. And being able to walk away from that and maybe not having a date for another couple of weeks because you're not willing to just be with someone just to be with them. You honor yourself more than that because we're only here for a short period of time, right? Yep. So making the most of it's key. Yep, and who you're spending your time with is key, right. especially if you want to get married again or you just want yeah. a partner, be in a relationship. You want to be healthy. Yeah. Yes. You want you know? but sometimes we have to go through those unhealthy situations to realize, okay, that's what I don't want. And yeah. now I know what I do want. So dating right. is important and you know, putting yourself out there is important. I do want to ask you yeah. about um how long did it take you to get into therapy after your divorce? Like what help you make that decision. I know therapy now, a lot of people mm-hmm. are accepting it more. It's no longer really a stigma and people seek it. But at first, for a while, people are like, oh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not crazy. I don't want to go so, to therapy. <laughs> I mean, you got, so I'm about to go deep on you. And um, okay. some things that um, I haven't shared before, just in an open forum like this. I think for me, I was so broken. And um, at a point where I just, I completely lost myself. Um, We went from dating, within a year we were married, the following year we bought this, you know, this house that we both loved. And my marriage didn't end because we didn't love each other. It ended because we couldn't make it work. Mm -hmm. And so I struggled with, God, am I making the right decision? And it was like a ball of yarn that was all, you know, kinked up. And little by little, I started to kind of pull the strings apart, but I couldn't do it. And so literally the day before I moved out of the house, um, I called the therapist and I made the appointment. But here's the kicker. I wasn't planning on leaving that day. What happened was we'd had a monumental blow up and um, I went over to my mom's and she saw me and she was like, don't go back. Yeah. And so that transition literally started the next day. And, you know, I'll be the first to admit the first six months of therapy, they were horrible. (laughs) I mean, you know, we did this exercise and it's called put them in the chair where whenever somebody does or says something to you and you could not necessarily get closure, 
you write a letter, you completely talk about how those experiences affected you, and then you read the letter in front of this empty chair, right? Mm -hmm. So mine was so ugly. My therapist looked at me a couple times. She was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, but you know, it's been an evolution. I got out of therapy after about a year or so, but going into 2020, my life is completely different. I'm in a completely different place and I want to maintain balance going into a new relationship. So like I told you, you, you know, I called her, I said, I need a tune-up. And she was like, well, what does that mean? I said, I just need to come in and see you and talk to you about everything that's going on. And we meet once a week for about an hour and we just talk about what I'm going through and what I'm feeling. And it's easier to talk to her than it is my mom or my girlfriends or some of my male friends because you know, well, A, I'm paying her to listen to me, right. know, but there is a different type of an emotional connection. Like I'm there because I want to understand, do better, be a better daughter, lover, partner, friend, and be balanced in my decisions as a business owner. So yeah, it's been a process. That, but that's good that you're taking that process and that work and you're not running from it and yeah. you're better because of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like one line that I, I read in my research, you said the best part of being beautiful is simply being you. That's right. Yeah. Simply being you. Yeah. There is something very authentic and there is something very beautiful about um, a Viola Davis. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's something very beautiful about uh, a Meryl Streep. You know, um, one of the things that they both have in common, obviously, one is black and one is white, but they both were told they weren't pretty enough to be in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And they are two of the top paying actresses in the world, right? And so I listened to their stories very intimately. And when I started my YouTube channel, I um, went to a voice coach and um, we started talking and she was like, you know, you need a tagline or something that really describes how you feel and what you wanna give to the world. And that's what we came up with. The best part of being beautiful is simply being you. And that means embracing and loving yourself regardless to socioeconomics. Again, your weight, your hair, your this, your that. Um, loving you for exactly who you are. And it, it, again, it's a hard, hard journey. Hard. But it's so worth it. It's it is. So worth it. And you're helping so many women. And I just love this. I love uh, what you stand for. I'm proud of who Likewise. you are now and well thank you and what you've uh come to realize about yourself and moving forward with your business and your relationships and i just want to tell you go girl for all thank that you're you. doing yes and you know vegan uh products and everything touche where can people find your cosmetic brand we are online um, exclusively right now. I've gotten a couple offers from a few brick and mortars here in the Atlanta area to begin to sell the products, but we're doing everything exclusively online right now. So um, you can hit me up on Instagram at Touche. You can hit me up on Facebook um, and also Touche.com. Perfect. And can you spell that for everyone? Sure. It's T as in Tom, U as an umbrella, C H E as an echo, I R. Perfect. Trinice, thank you so much for uh, coming on to the Go Girl podcast. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I thank love you. your story. I'm sure everyone can learn something from your story and go girl with everything that you're doing. Congratulations on your product. Okay.
Thank you, Ashley. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Now it is time for music motivation. motivation. Walking past the mirror. Woo! Damn, I'm fine. I know. I went, I went a little left with this uh, music motivation. It was Cardi B's song, Money. And that's how I want you to feel. I'm not trying to make you cocky in this episode, but a little more confident because we need to tell ourselves, I am beautiful. You know, it's the month of love. Why not love on ourselves a little more? Why not love on our beauty a little bit more? Yes, apply your makeup. But even if you don't want to apply makeup, you still look good. And woo, damn, you fine. Okay, Trinice, in the interview of Girl Talk, she said she'll look in the mirror sometimes and wink at herself. I'll look in the mirror and I'll blow a kiss to myself. Cardi B look in the mirror and be like, damn, I'm fine. So nothing wrong with that. Feel up on yourself, girl. Okay, not like that. We'll get into that in another episode. But feel yourself as far as, dang, I look good. And it's okay to tell myself that. Because people always think, you know, as women, okay, we can we can look fly. But if you say that about yourself, then you're too cocky or you're too into yourself. No, just be confident in your looks. If you know you're beautiful, have a beautiful smile, flash that smile a little bit more. You have beautiful eyes, put that eyeliner or some eyeshadow around your eyes and make them pop a little bit more, okay? Beautiful lips, put on a popping lipstick. You know, enhance your beauty in those ways. Enhance what you already have that'll make you even more beautiful to everyone else and to yourself, girl. Walking past the mirror, damn you fine. I think you guys might be feeling yourself a little bit more after this episode. And I'm okay with that. Okay. You know, like I said, it's the month of love. You know, we got to love ourselves. Valentine's Day is coming up. Throw your red or your pink on or whatever. But just be confident in yourself. Just love yourself. Know that you're beautiful. Know that you're worthy. Know that you're enough. Know that you are loved. I am love. I am beautiful. All right. You're fine, girl. Okay, that's it. That'll wrap up this episode of the Go Girl podcast. I want to thank my guest, Trinice, for coming on and sharing her story, sharing her life, and sharing some tips about being more confident in yourself. All right, you can follow her on Instagram. Be sure to follow me as well at Go Girl Podcast. You can also find me at I am Ashley Caprice. That's C-A-P-R-I-C-E. I'm excited for next week's episode. It's all about good, fun, love, and bedroom tips for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we're going to go there, all right? So be sure to subscribe. Be sure to rate. Be sure to tell a friend. And I appreciate you and thank you so much for listening. I'm getting out of here. But until next time, remember, I am beautiful. You go, girl.